Welcome back to Home Design Chat with Nancy. If you're remodeling or building a new home, you don't want to miss these podcasts. We share information about every component of your home. You'll learn about tile, appliances, cabinets, paint, flooring, lighting. We do cover it all. Well, today is episode 24 of season five. I've been doing this a long time, and we thought we'd do something a little bit different today. Christine Sterling, who has been my guest several times, suggested that she interview me. I thought it was a good idea because a lot of people don't know really much about me, especially if you uh, are not one of my clients where I've designed something in your home. So, Christine, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to do this. I don't know if I'm that excited to answer your questions, but we're going to try this. <laughs> we all so, want to get to know Nancy a little better. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah. We may not have any listeners after this. <laughs> Stop. Let's be for people who um, maybe didn't listen to the past episodes where you've been my guest, just say a little bit about what you do and tell me why you thought you um, interviewing me would be a good idea. Sure. So um, my name is Christine Sterling. I'm with ImageCraft. I'm the client experience manager. So basically, I do a little bit of marketing. I manage the project coordinators, um, make sure that the client has a full-on total great experience from the time that we give the estimate to installation. So we see it all in the middle. Uh, so that's basically what we do. We work a lot with interior designers. We do a lot of wallpaper, a lot of art. Um, and a lot of interior decor we do. So that's why I, that's how I met you. Right. Was, and actually my client just had her designs um, installed by you and she is so happy. One of these days I will take pictures. So what made you think that interviewing me would be a good idea? I mean, I'm all for it, but. Well, for a couple of reasons. One, you know, we, you know, I met you at your happy hour, right? Right. And you're always so busy talking to people. So I never really got a chance to know you. And then we met a little bit, you know, doing the podcast and, you know, some events. But, you know, I really don't truly know Nancy. I don't know what makes her tick or how she got involved in doing this and why she's so passionate about it. So I just thought it would be kind of cool to know you a little bit better. And I thought, well, if I want to know you a little bit better, I'm sure others do, too. Maybe. Well, we'll see. Let's start. Yeah. What's your first question? All right. So my first question was, how old were you when you decided to get into, into de interior designing? Well, this is going to sound weird, but when I was about five years old, I got a dollhouse for Christmas and furniture, of course. And in those days, they were just little plastic things that resembled the bed and the chairs and the toilets. And that was my favorite thing to play with. I was forever moving things around. And now that I think about it, from the time I was about five or six, I used to look at um, the people that we visited and see how their furniture was and see what their kitchen was like. To this day, I still remember a lot of the kitchens, bathrooms, and living rooms of a lot of the people, relatives, and neighbors that we visited kind of weird but it's stuck in my head but that's where your pet that's where it started and I think that's amazing and that's why I think it's so important is when you have children that you get them involved in everything to see where their passions lie you know you know a lot of people now that you bring that up um ask kids well what do you want to be 
they're influenced by their parents, maybe, what do their parents do, or the neighbors, or what their kid, their friends are doing. Um, so to give the kids as much of the world as they can handle so that they can make a decision. Um, for instance, I'll give you a quick for instance. When my daughter was small, I said, well, what do you want to do when you grow up? She wanted to be either a waitress or a judge. Sounds kind of weird, right? Well. So just recently I said, why did you pick those two? She said, well, I always watched Alice. That was an old TV program. And I thought it'd be fun being a waitress. And I always watched Judge Judy. She said, so I thought those would be two of the things I would like to do. That's awesome. So you never know where kids are going to grab their interest from. Right. And so imagine if you didn't get that dollhouse and with the little furniture, who knows what you would be today? I have no clue. <laughs> right. Right. So, you know, I, we, we talked about I met you at the happy hour events. Uh, what made you start those? And was that hard to get sponsors? What were your some of your challenges when you started it? Oh, I have challenges all the time. <laughs> But actually, I started an online magazine. It was it used to be called Kitchen Design Chat. And I thought, well, this would be a good way to just list all of the events going on in the Phoenix metro area so that everybody knows where they are, because nobody ever did. Friends of mine would say, well, you get emails from the kitchen places because you're a kitchen designer. And when they would have an event, I would get an email. But not too many other people, if you didn't do kitchens or you weren't on their list, you never got the invitation. So I thought, and I did start with Blogger, if people remember that way back when. And so I started thinking I could do this. All I got to do is get some of the events and put them on there. And then manual, I would have to get them off when they, when that day passed. But uh, it, it started out pretty good. I didn't have a outsourcing service where I could list emails. And so I would do everything by hand. And uh, you asked me why I started it. Well, if somebody, then I started saying, well, I could have a happy hour. So if a showroom would sponsor a happy hour, I mean, if a showroom would sponsor me and advertise on there, their thank you was the happy hour. That's okay. how I started that. Mm -hmm. And then it's, it seemed that everybody wanted a happy hour because there were a lot of people in the design community that had never been to their showroom. Now, if you're a kitchen designer... You're probably going to be familiar with kitchen showrooms or appliances, but you're not going to be familiar with lighting or uh, furniture. Mm -hmm. And so it it was uh, gathering a very large mix of people together to network, and it worked. And I have to say from experience, going to those, a lot of people show up. So you do an amazing job. Um, I will tell you my best networking was a Christmas party several years ago before COVID. And I thought having food trucks for Christmas out in the parking lot would be great. So um, they'll put that on my headstone. 525 people showed up, which was phenomenal. And I mean, it was a one of a kind. I don't know if I'll ever do that again. And I haven't had happy hours since COVID. So I don't yeah. know if I'm going to bring them back or not. Oh, I think you should. I miss them. I enjoyed going to them. It's yeah. A whole, yeah. And it's the whole idea of people. Oh, I'm forever being hugged. 
And in this day and age, you're always afraid of getting that germ or contacting it, me not being sick, but bringing it home to my house. Right. No, I get it. I totally understand that. It's totally a different time now. Absolutely. So what was your favorite project that you've done? My favorite? Well, I'll tell you my oddest one. I am a kitchen designer. I do kitchens and baths, whole house remodeling. And several years ago, I remodeled an embalming room for a mortuary. Get out, really? And it was different. Can I say that? Yeah. (laughs) It was unusual. I had never been in an embalming room. And I thought, okay, I'm going to attack this just like I do a kitchen. Let me find out who uses the room what they need to make it more functional and clean, easy uh, cleanability. Um, With my one caveat, I said, I don't want to see a dead person. I'll do this for you, but keep me out of that part of it. Right. So that worked out really good. Oh, that's awesome. That wasn't my fun project, but that was my most unusual. No, that's cool. That answers the question pretty much. What's your favorite part about being an interior designer? Um, instant gratification, uh, because I can look at a room and I could visualize what I would do and I visualize in color and then I draw it out and I hand draw, show people what I'm thinking and then we do it. And many times I've taken the hand drawings and compared it to the finished picture and it's really, uh, close. I mean, it, it comes out really well. So you've been doing this a really long time. So I'm sure you've seen the styles change and fluctuate. Yeah. And, and yeah. I'm sure it's been a lot. So what would, if you had a time machine, what would be your favorite year to go back to and why? I'm thinking the 50s so I can play with my dollhouse again. Really? Okay. I like the 50s. I had no pressure. What was my biggest thing? Trying to figure out what to, well, I didn't even have to figure out what to wear. I went to parochial school. Okay. And so... That was a no-brainer. Um, getting my homework done in those days, we really didn't have a lot of homework, like compared to now. And so that was it. You know, watching TV, it was it was very easy. Um, I was very young in the fifties, but mm-hmm. then as the fifty, and also you think of uh, Leave It to Beaver, Father Knows Best. That's the way the home life was in the area that I lived. All right. Um, and then when you grow up, you realize that is not reality. Well, it is a much simpler time, right? I mean, yeah. I would love to go back to the 70s. I mean, that's when my that was my childhood, right? And yeah. so, of course, it was easy when you're a child because well, you don't I have still, the adult decisions. I still think, I, what would it be like to get rid of the cell phone and technology right? and go back? Well, some things were easier, but now the idea of constantly being hacked or the pressure of which I don't have, but kids today worry about their likes. Too much mm-hmm. pressure. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, that, that's a whole nother subject. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but I know. I, I, I absolutely totally agree with you. So being an interior designer, you work from home. You have a lot of stuff going on. What motivates you? My passion for design. Okay, good. Uh, every probably 70% of the emails i get are all about design from magazines from uh different people writing about design different websites the books i get in the mail there all the magazines are about design and it's just part of who i am now 
And no, that's that's good because that people say it's the money or the people or you know the whatever. Oh, it's not so. even the money, but I really love my clients. They mm-hmm. are so nice, and they, um, I mean, they are thankful for what I do for them. So when you do something, and then the people don't say, "Well, oh, you know, this costs a lot of money," I never get that because oh, I'm very awesome. transparent. But I get oh, this is so beautiful. I did. I did a job years ago for a retired couple. They were coming down from Minnesota, and they had this house that they used to rent out, and then they started using it for the winters, and they didn't have any furniture. I mean, it was just like they were camping out in their house. And then the husband called me. I had never known him before. I don't know how he found my name, but he called and said, my wife doesn't want to move into this house, but we own it, so we need to remodel it so that she's happy. And I said, okay. Interviewed him and her. They were so nice to work for. I picked everything out, including the dishes and the linens wow. and the furniture, remodeled everything, opened up the kitchen, blah, blah, blah. And then when he walked in, he started crying. Oh. He said, we've been married 47 years, and we've never had anything matched. This is beautiful. So, of course, you know, you get a lot of gratification from that, just making people happy. Absolutely. And I love that. That's, you know, I've been in sales my whole life, and that's my favorite thing is to make people happy. And just what I can do for them and, and, you know, just see that joy on their face. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And and we have to uh, kind of segue into sure. monograms, intelligent appliances, which I use all the time. Uh, they have smart appliances. And so if you buy a smart appliance and you download the app on your phone, you can control the appliances with this app. Um, but I do have to tell you, don't think about getting the app if you don't have the appliances because it's not going to work on your appliances if they're not smart. So I always have to tell people that it's uh, not a magic thing. It's it's technology. It's what we didn't have years ago. So if you go to monogram.com, you can learn more about the app. You can learn about smart appliances, what they can do for you. If you have a smart oven, you'll uh, be updated all the time, and they fill it with recipes. It's kind of fun. Or you can visit your local showroom to see these appliances in person. So uh, go to monogram.com, and you'll learn more about the appliances. Christine, you're on. All right. What else are you going to drill me with? So one of my questions to you is, what's your biggest challenge of being an interior designer? Today, the biggest challenge is trying to get product because everything is back-ordered. And right now I'm doing... I'm doing a project, and we ordered the tile probably five, six months ago. Half of it came in. The people moved out. They were living in an Airbnb. They had to get out last week. I didn't get the tile for the master shower, so they're having to use their second bath, which had the existing shower, bathtub shower, which I didn't do anything with. And there's a couple of other things that are missing. So that's a big challenge. And I feel sorry for the people, but you you can't just hurry it along. It is what it is. And if you say, well, we'll just pick something else, that's like being on hold for 20 minutes and then you call back again thinking you're going right. to get to the top of the list. You're not. And so that's a challenge. Um, other than that, 
um, there's always challenges along the way, but like I said, I'm transparent. I try to draw things out, explain to people what I'm doing. I am not the kind of person who says, well, you need this. You need this couch. You need this kitchen. Um, I draw from what their dreams are, and then I turn it into a reality. That helps. Yeah. I, I, you know, you're not the only one filling the supply chain issues. It's across the board. It's everybody, everything from clothes to food. Yeah, Uh, it is. It's frustrating. Definitely. Right. So the people who are remodeling and waiting for their whatever, um, in the big scheme of things, this is not life and death. And that's what we have to keep reminding people, you know, it's, you're going to get it eventually. You are. And thank um, goodness they have another bathroom to use. So exactly. it's not the end of the world. Exactly. So, you know, that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had a chance to change your profession, what would you do? Well, let me think. There's, there's so many things I would like to do. And then you think, wow, if I could start over, what would I do? And possibly I would be an architect. Ah. But... Um, I don't have the patience to go through all that schooling. <laughs> then I thought, well, a lawyer, because that was um, that was my thought when I graduated high school. And then I thought, well, I'll go to college and be a lawyer. And that didn't work out. Um, then I thought the best thing is to be a mother. And so I still enjoy being a mother. Mm-hmm. And if, uh, if I could go back, I would relive the time when my kids were preschool. That was the best oh, time in the world. Right? That's my They're favorite innocent. Age. Yeah. They're not and they're learning. Yeah. And they want to be with you. Yes. And the hugs and the kisses. Yeah. yeah. And they I, wear what you tell them to wear. Right? Yeah. yeah. I have a 12-year-old, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've been none, of the, none of those wonderful things now. <laughs> yeah. I think most mothers hang on to those days. Right? They are a reflection of you. So whatever I taught them, and they, they would retain it they were like little sponges it was awesome yeah so sad oh well (laughs) Well, you could have another one christine yeah right (laughs) (laughs) we won't even go there okay um (laughs) i'm too old (laughs) um so when you started your website designer circle what was your motivation behind that when you started your site and it's always been to help people I'm a big advocate of networking, Mm -hmm. and I love putting people together. So when people came to the happy hours, and I had them every month, I would introduce the people that hadn't been to a happy hour to the people who were there. I would find out who they would like to meet in their field. Um, If it was a builder and he needed cabinets, I would find a cabinet maker or a rep for cabinets and introduce them. So putting people together, and that gave me a lot of satisfaction, and that's why I did it. Maybe it was just kind of like a natural progression. Like, hey, we got to do a website. I think it's a great source. You can go on there and you can find just about anything that you need. Well, and it's kind of evolved over the years. Um, It's had a different look. Uh, This time I have um, my podcast on there. So if anybody wants to go on, it's designers with an S, circle, HQ, like headquarters.com. And every uh, podcast, including this one, is going to be on there. I think right now there's 208 on there. I should probably clean them out, but why? The podcasts are also on 28 platforms, so that doesn't matter. I also have the events that are going on, and those are all um, 
oh, a month at a time so people can put them on their calendar. I have different announcements if there's a contest or if a showroom is opening. Um, I write a blog on my um, my opinion, which you can and if you want to read or you don't have to read it, I'll tell you it is very opinionated. Mm-hmm. And then I also have a column that I'm starting I'm trying to get showrooms to put things on there that they would like to uh, sell at a discount, clean out their showroom, have special sales, and that's slow going. But as people are busy and they're more worried about the things that they have to track because of the supply chain, but there are some that are cleaning out their showroom. And I've worked in showrooms before, so when you want to change the vignette, you always had to put a little sticker on there. This showroom vignette is for sale. And then nobody would know about it unless they walked in the showroom. So my thought is to get it out there to the public, to the people who are working with those products so Mm -hmm. that possibly it'll fit into their design at a discount. Oh, I think that's great. Well, and then speaking of podcasts, because you mentioned that that is on your website, how did you get involved with podcasts? And was that uh, like a stretch for you to do that? Or was that like, oh, yeah, I could do that. That's easy peasy. No, I want to thank my son for getting me involved in so many of these things that I can't believe it. He, in 2001, was living here, and he said, oh, I just signed you up for LinkedIn. I'm one of the first people uh, in the Valley that have been on LinkedIn. Oh, wait, I uh, signed you up for Facebook. At that time, I had no idea what these things were. Right. And then he uh, said, well, you need a website. So he wrote the program for my website. And at the time, I was president of NKBA, and I was encouraging people to have a website. And they'd look at me with deer in the headlights. Why? We have a brochure. I said, yeah, but you can change it. You can keep it updated. Well, in 2001, nobody really knew what the heck I was talking about. So I am the first designer, independent designer, in Arizona to have a website. Wow. And if it wasn't for him, well, getting back to your question, so... Every time I did something, he'd say, you should do a a podcast. Well, like everybody else, I said, podcast? Why would I do a podcast? He always threw the video part. You should do a YouTube. You should do this. You should do that. So he's the one who gave me the idea for the podcast and everything else that I do. So thank you. Uh, Sometimes I wonder, why don't I just stay home and bake cakes? (laughs) Right? Uh, Yeah, but it's fun because I like talking. And mm-hmm. as you know, I would rather talk and call people than text yeah. and email. I'm right there with you. I'm yeah. exactly like that. Yeah. So basically, the podcast is all about design from the, the roof down to the floor and the outside and everything else, trying to educate people about it. And I think they're great. I, you know, I'm, I'm not totally in that field because we do something different, but I've learned so much listening to them. So I think they're awesome. And I can just play it while I'm doing my emails and, you know, it's, it's great. I I appreciate them. So thank you. Well, thank you. There's a lot of do it yourselfers that listen because we have, I have guests that are experts in their field, whether it's um, how to paint furniture, which was a couple of weeks ago, um, how to grow a living wall, all sorts of things, which are very educational. That's, that's awesome. So then, so you, your son got you into podcasts. Now, whose idea was it to do a podcast with your son? To do a podcast with him? Yeah. Uh, I've done a couple with him. Uh-huh. 
And um, sometimes, well, he has a lot to talk about. I know. He's a very interesting guy. He is. And so um, one time, well, I think it was last fall, he was living with us for a couple of weeks. And I said, hey, why don't we do a podcast? He is real good at uh, explaining how computers work, um, all sorts of things. I mean, he's he's into everything. So he's a very interesting person, and I usually ask him things. Well, first let me go back. He worked for Intel, traveled throughout the world for two years. He worked for Netscapes. He did encryption. He He's worked for, I guess, in Silicon Valley. They do a lot of independent contract work. So he's just got a very interesting background. That's awesome. I think it's great. I, and I love hearing you guys together. I think it's it's pretty entertaining. And he calls me almost every day. That's, keep, that's yeah. such a great relationship. I keep saying, you know, this could be a podcast. Maybe I should uh, do one with you because if I have a problem on a computer or, well, like I just wrote my blog, which I uh, published this morning, about a scam and I will usually say, hey, what about this? You know, yeah, I got, well, I got scammed, but I got out of it. But if you go into Designer Circle and read um, about this website called JustAnswer.com, mm-hmm. it's very interesting the way they, without you realizing it, sign you up for $46 a month. Wow. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah, there's a lot of scams, and and everybody knows if they've uh, listened to these podcasts, um, it was a year, it'll be two years in October that I was scammed big time um, by these people, and a lot of people have been scammed about this, where they said they had my daughter, and they were going to chop her head off, and, and they were very convincing, so I hope that I wrote all about it, I've sent that, um, story to a lot of people, including a reporter in Las Vegas who wrote about the same thing that happened to two people in Las Vegas. Wow. I, hope, I hope these people, these scammers, are somewhere in jail. But um, I also do a lot of podcasts about scams with my IT guy, Chris Diamond, terrific guy. And he his goal is to not have the older generation um, be targets for these scams. So we're always talking about that. Right. Yeah. There's a YouTuber and I can't think of his name right now, but he just did a whole thing on, um, some scammers. It's a long story, but I'll have to email it to you, but just how they just get you and just money after money, after money, after money. And it's just, it's, it's so sad because they know who to target and they know the words to say. And, People just get so flustered, they don't know what to do, and it's so sad. In doing my, um, in my opinion, this week, I do some research, and I'm not sure. I think it was that the American public has been scammed out of, I think it was $300 billion. A lot, a lot. It's unbelievable. Wow. And it's pathetic because they're, they're masters at what they do. I don't want yeah, to spend too much time giving them, you know. Credit, right, right, but, right. Um, yeah, it's sad. It's sad. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to find that and email it to you how they had these call centers and hundreds of millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. It's, it's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Yeah, so. they're in the billions now. 
So. Yeah, that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> totally. Um, and I've done I've done podcasts on that. Yeah. I want to talk about Studio 41 real quick because okay. they are one of my sponsors. Thank you, Studio 41. And they have everything you can think of, but unfortunately, they're only in Arizona and Illinois. They have 13 showrooms in Illinois, so that's where they started. But they also have a good website called shopstudio41.com, and they have the best selection of cabinet hardware. They have all of the plumbing needs you'd ever want from... Uh, mirrors in the bathroom, shower doors to all of your fixtures, both in the kitchen and the bath, all the sinks, the toilets, whatever. Uh, They also have cabinetry, and so it's definitely worth visiting their website, shopstudio41.com. Okay, right on. So how much time do we have left? I don't know. I didn't look at the clock. Oh, okay. Do you have any more fun questions for me? Let's have a couple. What's your favorite thing to sell as a designer? I mean, I know you do kitchens and baths. Oh, you ready for this one? This is off the cuff. Me. I have to sell myself. You're right. You're right. And luckily, uh, most of my jobs are through referrals. So whoever referred me already sold me. So that's the easy part. That's right. Yeah. That's... You do have to sell yourself because if they don't trust you or feel good with you, they're not going to trust what you have to offer. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's, That's great. And I know, I know you didn't really think about this one, but I'm going to ask you anyway, what would be your dream project? I don't think I got it yet. Well, okay. Let me tell you a project that I did that at the time I thought, oh my God, this is fantastic. Um, It was for a single man who had just been divorced and his wife uh, loved old world Tuscan, whatever we want to call it, all the wrought iron and the fancy dancy stuff and he was very contemporary so he bought a uh, casita in Scottsdale mm-hmm. and he leaned towards contemporary which is just right up my alley and it turned out so phenomenal um, it I mean he would look at something I don't I don't think he ever had a budget he would wow. look at something go I want that well, my friends come over. I want to do this. And we play. I said, who are your friends? I mean, all they do is come over and play pool and watch TV. He said, well, my friends are Robert De Niro and uh, a couple of other people. He owned a movie studio. Wow. And I hadn't realized it. And he and I kept saying when we finished the project, he was right on the lake. And when all the lights at night would go on, it looked like Las Vegas. And there was a particular hotel across from the lake, and they would give their guests gondola rides, and they would get in front of his house and stop. And they would just be mesmerized because this was fantastic. So So, it's an interesting question because you didn't know really what he did. Do you research your clients to see who they are to make sure that, you know, it's a client that you want to work with? Or has there been a client where you said, no, I don't want to work with them? Or I can tell by meeting them, do I want to work okay. with them? Some people I have chosen not to work with. Okay. Um, this person was just such a sweet, nice guy. I mean, you just, most of them, it's like, I just want to make them happy. Right. And he was extremely happy with the end result. That's awesome. And, that, and that's why you do it. What'd and you makes say? it all worth it. I said, that's why you do it. That makes yeah. it all worth yeah. it. Yeah, it makes me happy and it makes them happy. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Well, I think that's all the questions I have. Is there anything I didn't ask you that you wanted me to ask you? Well, I should probably throw in the fact that when my daughter decided to be a waitress or a judge, she actually is now a lawyer. And I've done a podcast with her on um, prenuptial agreements, which is so important, especially now if you read some of the people in Hollywood or in the tech industry that are worth billions. Some of them don't have a prenup and some of them do. So the podcast I did with her was very interesting. Uh, So I have two um, very happy kids, I think. That's awesome. That's good. That makes it all worth it too. Uh, That you did a good job as a mother. Well, you would think, right? A woman, right? yeah. 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 And the funny thing is, no matter who they talk to, they go, oh, you know my mom. She's a kitchen designer. So they're forever networking for me. That's I have great. them trained. That's great. Well, good. Good. That's all I have. Well, hey, thank you very much. I think this was fun. I hope everybody got a thrill out of it. Um, a lot of times... I've let little things out during the podcast about me, but um, I don't think any—I don't think I ever talked about what you asked me. So, oh, good. Well, I'm glad. I, I enjoyed hearing your answers. It was quite entertaining, and you know, I get to know a little bit more about you, yeah, the person, not well, just the the woman behind the website. <laughs> you know. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for this. I think this was a lot of fun, and I hope everybody enjoyed it. I hope they all enjoyed today's show to the point where they would subscribe on the platform that they listen to these podcasts, and maybe they'll share them. You know, having and my podcasts have so much information, as Christine said, that if you don't share them with your friends... You're only going to keep this information as a secret for you. And you never know. Somebody might be remodeling their house or painting furniture, and they'll get some hints out of some of the podcasts. If you want to learn more about me, if you haven't learned enough, you can go to nancyhugo.com. And if you have any questions for me, you can always email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. Christine, I know that you're going on vacation, so have fun. Thank you. And thank you for doing this show. And I hope everybody has a great day and they stay safe. Bye, Christine. Bye-bye. See you.